was participating in a Facebook Live, I guess. And it was a meditation. And I, I was curious because I'm always exploring the different methods of meditation, different techniques. And this man was explaining, was directing people through the meditation. And, and he said, well, what you'll experience is very similar to orgasm. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? And it was curious to me because I, I, rather than experience any sensory experience, I just fell asleep. <laughs> but we have to be careful that we don't become attached to the sensory experiences that we might feel in places where we need to be letting go. Um, because then we believe that those sensory experiences are um, are the goal rather than the message of, of slowing down the brain's excessive thought, which is ultimately what the goal of yoga is. It's about calming those fluctuations. And if you become attached to those sensory experiences, um, you, you wonder, am I just going through all these sensory experiences or am I truly slowing down those mental fluctuations? And I think sometimes our Experiences of God are the same way. Uh, I, I used to belong to a non-denominational Christian church, and and I wholeheartedly have a beautiful memory of my time at those churches or that church actually I belong to two of those churches because you would leave there feeling so good they would really give you this beautiful experience and mind you it wasn't the Pentecostal experience of speaking with speaking in tongues but it was a very deep communal worship of God. And I used to watch some of the people on stage when they weren't speaking or singing. And I would watch them and they were truly in this spiritual high. So that sensory experience is still a temporary one. As we, as we know, once you experience Pentecost, 
there is a time where you have to go about your lives with without those sensory experiences so you can't have those those sensory experiences all the time um, the eighth limb in yoga Ashtanga yoga is samadhi and those who are even experienced yogis will not experience eternal samadhi and so we get these frustrations that if we're not experiencing samadhi then we aren't truly liberated and we have to be careful that God is not the drug so many times we we have that that feeling of conversion that aha we we become born again some Christian traditions will believe but that initial experience that initial birth is not the only time that in order for us to evolve it's not a circular pattern it's actually a spiral one and you are in a continual state of renewal and regeneration and sometimes this process is very difficult and Alan Jones talks about this um, he calls it the first conversion and he mentions that the strong evangelical tradition of the United States tends to preach only the first conversion. Lives are turned around and relationships healed. People are hungry for some good news and they follow Christ and acknowledge him as Lord. And like the first disciples, they follow, listen to stories, see miracles. All goes well until the yellow brick road turns into the Via Dolorosa, the way of sorrow. The newly converted are suddenly threatened with his, with betrayal. Like Peter, they're sifted like wheat. And he talks about this second conversion, which is necessary, which is part of that growth process, that opening up, that peeling off the layers when we experience when we refuse the opportunity for second conversion we stop growing religion tends to function like a drug for those who have shrunk back from the second conversion Jesus becomes their fix and each time they go to church they expect a new high These people are not bad or malicious people. They simply are attached to the consolations and comforts of religion. It is not uncommon for religious people to whine when they are deprived of, the, of these consolations. There are people who think that they love God because they love nobody else. 
and he answers, he asks this question, do I worship God or do I worship my experience of God? Do I worship God or do I worship my idea of him? If I am to avoid avoid a narcotic approach to religion that forces me to stagger from experience to experience, hoping for bigger and better things, I must know what I believe apart from the nice or nasty feelings that may or may not accompany such a belief. And he asks this final question. Does faith evaporate when these initial feelings dissolve? So even though we crave some deep experiences with God or some spiritual experiences, we have to recognize that those experiences are are just temporary, that a deep-seated foundation of belief is much more complex, much more grounded. So we consider our relationship with God, our relationships to spirit, similar to a dating experience where it's a great high the first moment and you just feel, wow. But eventually, as the relationship matures, you don't love the person less because you're no longer feeling that high. You love them more deeply because they firm you, solidify you, strengthen you in the good and the bad. 